Right on radio. Right on radio. On this episode of Right On Radio, Jesse and I discuss the worldwide movement that is known as QAnon. It's being labeled as a far-right conspiracy theory. And it first made the news a couple years ago, but then it disappeared. And just recently, it's come up and every major news outlet is going against it. In fact, it's become such an issue and because of all the supporters of Trump showing up at rallies with these Q signs and things like that that have made it onto TV, not by design of the mainstream media, the mainstream media had to address it. And so on this episode, I bring in an expert, someone who knows everything about it. Now, this person is a Q anon, which means he's into the Q, he reads the military intelligence, but he does it anonymously and he reports on it. This is a very special guest that I've wanted to get onto the broadcast from the beginning of time that I got started this broadcast because he is one of the best people on the internet at decoding. And for what it's worth, it's also how I met Jesse is through this person. So Jesse and Good Dog work together and they have been collecting a lot of information that goes towards this. And Good Dog gives an explanation that you really want to hear because it is in the media. So let's get to the truth because what you're going to find is it's not what you expect. But first, I'm just going to play a clip of the media person asking Donald J. Trump, the President of the United States, about the QAnon conspiracy theory from the White House briefing room. Right on, right on, right on. It is this belief that you are secretly saving the world from this satanic cult of pedophiles and cannibals. Does that sound like something you are behind? Or well, I haven't, I haven't heard that, but uh, is that supposed to be a bad thing or a good thing? I mean, you know, if, uh, if I can help save the world from problems, I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to put myself out there. And we are, actually. We're saving the world from a radical left philosophy that will destroy this country. And when this country is gone, the rest of the world would follow. The rest of the world would follow. That's the importance of this country. And when you look at some of the things that these people are saying with uh, defund the police and no borders, open borders, everybody just pour right into our country. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio. Welcome back to Right on Radio. My name is Jeff, and of course, I'm joined by Jesse. Say hi, Jesse. Hey. So today we're covering a topic that has made the mainstream news as of late, and it's become a worldwide movement. It first surfaced about two years ago in the mainstream news, but it was 
put off as a far-right conspiracy theory. But all of a sudden, it's made a resurgence, and it's in the news, and it's actually made it to the White House briefing room. So it's become real worldwide news, and it's a phenomenon. So we wanted to dig into this supposed far-right conspiracy, and there's only one guest that could really come on. And by the way, before I introduce this guest, he does go under an anonymous name. Because of the nature of his work, he must do this. But he comes from a high-tech sector. He has invaluable information about that. And he is working with Jesse. This is how I actually heard of Jesse the very first time before she came onto the show. But when you really want to get evidence, there is no one better on the internet than this man I'm going to bring on and his beloved wife who keeps silent in the background, but she works alongside. He is one who really digs and finds all of the evidence. So the things that he will say on this broadcast today are things that he has documentation. And by the way, when you listen to his show, and I'm going to put the links in the description box, and you register on his site, he will actually send you the evidence so you can make up your good mind. And as I bring him on, I just want to remind you, this is the person who digs in the best on the internet. And when you want to do a good dig, you got to go to a good dog. Good dog, welcome to Right On Radio. Thank you for coming. Hey, thanks for having me. So before we get going on this QAnon phenomenon, I do want to give out your links. And it's important right at the beginning of the show, because if you do not have your pen handy after you listen to this show, you're going to want to go back and it's right at the beginning. You're going to write down this website, good dog, all one word, dash USA Dot com. That's where you're going to go. You're going to put in your email address. You're going to start getting his alerts. And you can watch a lot of his shows from that website. But he's also on YouTube, uh, Discord, Vimeo. There's all kinds of places. Good dog. That's two Ds, G-O-O-D-D-O-G. You want to look him up. He is the expert on this subject. So my first question to you, good dog, is... What is QAnon? Um, QAnon is, well, first of all, there's several different things, depending on the context of the question. For the average American who doesn't know anything about QAnon, QAnon is asking questions and digging for the answer. So it's all of us are anonymous in the greater scheme of things. Not too many people know me personally. Um, and I like it that way. And I think most people are like that. And that makes, you know, that's a description of the average Joe, so to speak, is, you know, anonymous. Um, and Q stands for questions. It also is the 17th letter of the alphabet. Now, if you ask in the context of, its, of the creation of the QAnon movement, the QAnon movement can be described as a team of military and political leaders somewhere in the Trump administration. We don't know who is, is the, who are the constituent members of this group. It is presumed that President Trump is somehow involved, uh, at least when he signs his tweets with Q+. Q+, being a hat, hat tip to the QAnon movement. Um, 
Now, we know that um, we know what the mainstream media tell us. The mainstream media would tell us that Trump is an illegitimate leader, that he didn't actually win the election, that Hillary won and he stole it. We would know if we listened to the mainstream media and believed it, that Trump is a Russian agent and working on behalf of Vladimir Putin because he's not smart enough to think on his own. We also know that uh, President Trump, according to the mainstream media, is nothing but a liar and a serial adulterer and somebody who hates women. This is what we are told 24-7 on every channel of the news. doesn't matter the time, day or night. And it's not arguable uh, that that is what they say. The question is, is it true? Now, the QAnon movement really digs into the truth of the matter. What is the truth about Donald J. Trump? How did he become a multi-billionaire? Was he just handed the money and he just uh, sat back and was you know, counting his, uh, counting his sheep, so to speak? Or was there something else at play here? And what sort of uh, education has he had? Is, is he really uh, a knuckle-dragging moron, as CNN would tell us? Is, uh, is he, as Hillary would say, is he a liar? Is there evidence to support this? And when we dig into the truth, we find there is no truth to what they say. In fact, we've, we end up finding, when you dig deep enough, that there is a tremendous uh, godly work that is behind not just President Trump, but the QAnon movement. So, therefore, the QAnon movement doesn't just describe the individual citizen and our relationship and uh, uh, context within a governmental framework. Power flows from the individual to the state, and it is loaned. This is a constitutional republic. That's the form of government we have, not a democracy. There are some in the media, and particularly on CNN, who like to parrot the idea that mob rule runs the day, which is known as democracy. Mob rule is where the majority decide what's for dinner, and it might be the minority. And oftentimes it is, because if you can get your coalition together, 51% means we win, and the minority has no rights. And so the QAnon movement is standing in stark opposition to this notion of a communist state, which really describes mob rule. It's, it's the ultimate form of democracy or chaos is communism. And this is what the QAnon movement is against. So in this context, then, to answer your question, there's an individual relationship, there's a governmental relationship, there's a military relationship, and there's a geopolitical con uh, construct as well behind the QAnon question. What is it? And so it's in each of these dis different spheres then um, that we need to understand what are the key things that Q is saying and why is it that the media, all of them, are reading from the same script. And there's an excellent video out there, I highly recommend it for those who haven't seen it, where the media, and it doesn't matter the channel, all of them parrot off the exact same words, irrespective of their location. They could be in Buffalo, they could be in Seattle or Chicago or L.A., they could be in um, Dallas or, or Houston, they could be in Miami, they could be in New York, and they're all saying exactly the same words in exactly the same cadence with exactly the same reference. And the reason for this is they are working together. They are coordinating their message, and they're, it's coming from a central point. 
and nobody within the press, those that, that have falsely accused an innocent man and all of those who work for him, not one of them is interested in this question. Where does this information come from? Not one of them wants to talk about it. And the Q references where it comes from. And this was the thing that got me interested in answering the question, what is the QAnon movement? And it's really the central point of it all. And it turns out, when you dig deep enough, and you get to the bottom of that rabbit hole, you end up finding why it is they are all so lockstep in agreement to not be interested in questions like, where do our talking points come from? Because it all points to a very dark topic, uh, a truth they would rather not ever see the light of day. And that is what we are dedicated to expose. Okay, and now I, I believe I know where you're going with that, good dog. But before we get there, I want to keep this really at the 30,000-foot view before... And, and by the way, I do want to go there in this broadcast to give people a taste of what we're really up against. But how, how would the average person who is hearing of QAnon for the very first time, how would they see how... QAnon communicates with the general public, and how would they be able to decipher it? Well, how would they inter interact with it? How would they decipher it? First of all, how would they interact with it? The, 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 very, uh, the truth of the matter is that the average person is going to encounter Q through the mainstream media. They are going to see it in 99% of the cases, they're going to see it through the prism of those who are trying to make it look ridiculous so that they don't bother looking into it. And that's, that's the truth of the matter. By the time they've heard a show like this, they will have heard the message that Q is conspiracy theory, Q is tinfoil hat, Q is negative, insert your idiom here, they'll hear it a thousand times before they hear this message. And so there's, you know, I'm, the, the objective then is not to um, just sit here and, and argue against the ridiculous arguments of CNN, which are easily proven false. They, they come here because they know that the messages that they are getting don't match what their own senses are showing them. And, that then becomes the opportunity where there's a disconnect between the messaging they have been receiving and what, what they, they see and smell and, and experience with their own eyes. They, they know that there's something that's not true. And so this is where QAnon can step in. And an example might be, take your pick of Western cities, um, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco, um, Los Angeles, in any of these cities or any cities in between, all you have to do is walk outside and smell the smoke. And there have been no lightning strikes. And so it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out, hey, you know what? There's something causing a fire around here somewhere. And that is unarguable. There's fires all over. But the media would tell you that whatever it is, it's not Antifa. They will not remind you that three months ago, Antifa and Black Lives Matter were burning down Seattle, 
San Francisco, Portland, and Los Angeles. They well, won't that remind really you. Didn't even make the news, <laughs> right? Well, and but it did if you were if you were living in the town. I, I've got family up in the uh, Northwest, and they knew, and it wasn't on every channel all the time, but they knew that there was stuff going on down in uh, down in Chop, and everybody was talking about. Gee, they chopped. They just chopped a guy up and found the body parts in, ba- in bags. You know that made it to the body politic, the average Joe. And so this is this then this difference that I'm describing is where the average person is going to first run into the queue. They're going to recognize that what they're hearing in the media isn't true. Mm-hmm. And then the question then becomes, well, what do you do with that? Because if everything you're getting on every channel is the same untruth, which is what it is, then where do you go to find how to arrive at the truth? Not necessarily what is the truth, because the truth is something that we discover ourselves individually. But where do I go to even begin to peel this onion back? That, that was going to be my question. You know, as, yeah. as somebody, if I'm looking at this, it sounds like you're saying there's basically two different news sources. Um, Sounds like you're saying there's the far left news source, which is very narrated, uh, dictated, and then there's Q. So where would I go if I was looking into this to find this Q news? Yeah, so, and that really brings up the greatest challenge of all. Because those that um, are crafting the same narrative we see on CNN or the local news channel, Everywhere in between, by the way. So everywhere from Atlanta all the way to, let's say, a local broadcaster in Seattle or L.A., um, they all receive the same script. And the script currently is reading, QAnon is a conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat wearing, et cetera, fill in the blank. And so that's the messaging that the average Joe will hear a thousand times. Where Where did they get this news? Where does where does they so define they? Um, the news that's pushing, you know, that basically the Q and QAnon are all conspiracy. Where are they getting this from? Okay, so the the answer to that question is it's simple. Uh, it's also complex. Oops, hold on. Oh boy, there's a bunch of emails just all popped in at the same moment. Um, so the answer is simple and complex. The simple answer is, where are they getting it? China. And the answer is, and the complex answer is, well, why would China care about what they're saying about a local news channel in the middle of Timbuktu? Why would they care? And, and it's the answer to that question that's, that really is at the root of your question um, turns out to be because all politics is local. And so one of the framers of this country, the, the founding fathers of this country, realized that the strength of this country, which is in the power of the individual, um, that this would be the most difficult to corrupt. You would have to corrupt every single person in the country went the thinking for the country to actually go bad. And because that was seen back in the 1700s as an unlikely constellation of events, indeed, it has proven very resistant to uh, infiltration and corruption. Yet, 
um, that was the problem statement they created when they crafted the country. And so that's why you see the messaging reaching all the way down to the locale. And so, you know, how do we know it's just China? It's not just China. It's, it's those that are sponsoring China's ascendancy. 80 years ago, China was nothing on the geopolitical stage. Nothing, nothing at all. It wasn't even an afterthought. A billion people, you know, back in the day, it wasn't even that. It was 800 million. And, you know, China was essentially a conquered power, a completely corrupt and broken system as a result of the, um, the opium wars. And as you look at it today, and today, arguably, they've got the number one economy on earth. And the number one military on earth. They just surpassed the United States. And the question is, who benefits by weakening the United States? So the, the obvious question that comes up here, good dog, is, you know, the mainstream media that you're saying is getting their talking points from China. These are all Americans that are on. Why would they be listening to China? Well, you're looking at it as if um, the presumption in your question is that they, the people here who are corrupted care about the, the geopolitics of their own locale. And I would challenge that. I would say, no, these are people who state that they are globalists first. In other words, they have no country, people without borders. And second, that they're, that they're in the interests of man, yet everything they do is contrary to the interests of men. In fact, everything they do is quite poisonous to men and women and children, mostly children. And so I would say that the, the question is non sequitur. Um, but uh, the, the truth of the matter is, though, that the thing that, that combines them all together is a hidden communication method, a hidden you know, um, uh, identity, and a hidden uh, objective that they don't discuss in public. And the question is, what do they have to hide? And uh, I think this, this really is an important question. What is Anderson Cooper's background? Is it true that he had any relationship at all to the Central Intelligence Agency? Is there any truth to what they said in the congressional hearings that exposed Central Intelligence Agency's infiltration of U.S. media, including all of the broadcast companies back in 1976. And when did it stop, if, it, if, it, if that was true in the church hearings? And the truth of the matter is it hasn't stopped. And the question then is, well, why are they conspiring against the U.S.? And I think the truth is they don't like the system that's in place because it doesn't match their worldview. And that's, that's the truth. So you have to look at the worldview that defines their, their behavior and then look for common, common threads of that behavior to see the truth of the matter. And, and you're defining that worldview as a global citizen. Uh, would you go as far to say a, a one-world government view? Yeah, I'd, I'd go further than that. I'd say because of their lockstep behavior and their they toe the line. I don't know if you've noticed, but they don't get off script like Republicans 
there's two different kinds of Republicans, right? There's Democrats who are sitting in Republican seats. We call those rhinos. And then there's the Republican Party in general. And the Republican Party members, those that vote conservative stuff and for the rights of the individual, these guys get all kinds of off the script. They're, they're like a random noise in their behavior. Yet on the Democrat side, you don't see any of them step out of line, not a toe out of line. And that right there should be a sign or a symbol that maybe there's something bigger going on here. How is it that they maintain this lockstep behavior? And, um, and, and why is it that the lockstep behavior, all of it has a characteristic which injures the United States as a country on the global stage and benefits the United States enemies? That means those with nuclear weapons pointed at the United States. How come that is? And that really is the important question. I think that that's probably the most important question. And it's not getting asked and it's not getting advanced and they get a pass. So they've got this created posture that they obtain in what they say, what they report, um, how they interact, uh, you know, with the regular uh, Joe Schmo. Um, You know, but what do you say to you know, people who would bring up, you know, you're, you're saying that these individuals have kind of a hidden communication. Um, They've got a certain way that they're saying things to kind of lead the public to believe certain things that may in fact not even be true. Um, You know, but how would somebody then coming from the other direction, um, Q is not something that is, or I should ask, is it easily accessible? to the regular average person um how you know how would you find out or even know where to start with that okay so great questions and i've got a simple singular example and something everybody can turn to and see with their own eyes today and that's called the white house briefing room every single well not every day but every day or two The White House has a press secretary who steps out in front of the microphone and answers questions of the press. Your question was, how do we see their hidden communication in in the light of day? How do we document this? How do we show their common uh, communication and attack of freedom? And I can think of no better example than that which is displayed daily or uh, every other day. Uh, in the White House briefing room with Kaylee McEnany. And uh, our show features this because it's a daily reminder of the lockstep behavior and the monolithic nature with which the servants of this evil march forward. Everything that they spew is untrue, and it's demonstrably untrue. And everything that they advance is untrue and everything that they accuse is untrue it's in fact it would be more accurate to say that they don't say a thing that's true maybe at all with the possible exception of the articles in this in their sentences like the word the those words are true but the constellation of the words that they string together into a sentence there isn't a single truth in it and you to so you To answer your question, then, there's daily examples. Now, why is it that the average person, the one who's going to listen to this show, 
and from a 30,000 foot view, why don't they know? Because who has time to sit there for an hour and listen to people argue? I get that in the living room, right? I mean, it goes the average thinking. I don't need, I don't need to hear it myself. And so the average person is disinterested in, uh, in this conflict, this edge of the knife, so to speak. But when you realize that the, that the edge of the knife is pointed at each of our throats and that the knife wielder is the local version of the people in that press room, our lives actually then being on the line, it's a matter of life and death that we pay attention to this. So... So what I'm hearing you say is that for beginners, if I want to find out, you know, what Q is believing or pushing, I can start by listening to the White House press conferences. You're going to, yes, you're going to see in uh, White House press conferences, you're going to see the forces of good versus evil in that room. And you're going to hear, you're going to hear for yourself uh, the, the monolithic attack pattern from everybody except for there's like one reporter in the entire room who's not serving the enemy of mankind. And that, uh, that is OAN all the rest of them. And it is um, Chanel Leon is, is one of the key reporters that uh, works for OAN and you can hear her. And it's not just because I favor her reportage, although I do favor her reportage, but you can, even the average person, any fair-minded individual who listens to what happens in that room would have to say that there's a coordination in the attack patterns that are demonstrated against the president, and it's across all of the different media, and it's daily. And so that's, prima, that's right in your face. That's right in your face. You can't ignore it. The other would be this, uh, this video I think you should take a look at, which is all these different news channels it's a compilation that one of the QAnon members you know one of the uh, anonymous is out there they put together a list and a, a, uh, they lined up all of the the uh, talking points from all these different news channels all over the United States and they have them play in parallel and so you hear all of them speaking at the same time with the same verbiage at the same thing on, on different channels in different markets all over the United States and then you'll What's hear the name of that video. Uh, it's called, hang on. I'll look it up for you. That's a, that's a so great I, question. I, if there is a shortened version, I do know that that video is included in a video that, that I would certainly recommend to anybody, which is called out of shadows. Uh, there's a much shorter version than that. It's the, it's the one that out of shadows grabbed and they, they stuck it into theirs because it's so accurate. And it's in the queue, too. I just can't remember the queue number. We're at 4,700 and something queue. And I'm pretty good with memory, but I don't have a photographic memory for 5,000 layers deep. <laughs> <laughs> so hang on just a second here. It's um, just a moment. And when when Good Dog's referring to looking in the queue, there there are a couple websites where this uh, team Q posts, and one of them is QMap.pub. That's QMAP.pub. I believe Good Dog uses a different one, but I, the result should be the same if you wanted to follow along at home. 
Okay, so I'm going to let you hear it. I've got it pulled up here. It's about a minute. It's a. It's about one minute and 39 seconds long, and I'm just going to let it roll. Okay, this is from April 2nd, 2018. It's called Sinclair Soldiers and Trump's War on Media. Now, I haven't actually listened to this one, so I don't know if this is the exact one, but I suspect it probably is. Let's see. Right. Hang on. Hang on a minute. Here we go. Not getting an audio feed. Oh, hang on. Hang on, let me give it to you. I'll give you the link. That way you can play it. Just a moment. (laughs) What I'll do is I'll, I'll post the link in the description box for the episode. That way people can do it on their own time. But so good dog there's a really great question here because i've never seen a president undergo an attack like this so certainly the last administration got a complete pass what is it about donald j trump that the media and the entire establishment hates so much and why do they go against him so hard um, Donald J. Trump loves God. Now, there would be those who would say, well, listen, he was a, he was a billionaire playboy. Well, okay, so that's true. And I would say that everybody who would say that and repeat that would have to look at their own life and say, you know what? I've made my mistakes too. The question is, at what point in our life does does Jesus Christ come to us and say, you know, there's, there's a better way than the way you're doing it? And once you've had that encounter, three things are true. One, you don't want to do what you were doing before because it's not effective and it, it hurts and it's, it's injurious to the spirit. And second, you want to actually make up for the injuries that you've caused others. And third, you're really actually sorry for what you did, and it guides your every thought going forward forever. Now, if you look at Donald Trump's behavior, um, and you contrast this with his behavior as a younger man, um, I think it's pretty clear he is not of the sort that is a, a womanizer. Yet, I think it's also true that unlimited resources when he was younger was rather compelling to him. And I, I, would, I would submit that most Americans would probably understand that. Um, but at the same time, there's a difference in character between then and now, and it is palpable. I mean, how many people do you know, honestly, that work 18 hours a day and the net output of their work is to serve other people. I don't know anyone who does what he's incredible. The pace he works at, but well, there's, I'll make two comments. Uh, One was there was a a prophecy by Kim Clement actually going back years. And then I guess the most famous one was from February of 2014 but really called out, he said that God had a plan for a man that would go in 
and it would fool the world because he wasn't a religious type, but he had become a praying president. I'm paraphrasing, of course, and that's what seems to be Donald Trump, although, you know, Barack Obama uh, claimed to be a Christian. I think he let it slip out on TV once that he was actually a Muslim. Uh, that got downplayed, but he claimed to be a Christian. So if he claimed that, whether he did or not, uh, why would he get a pass and Donald Trump not? What is Donald Trump doing that has these people attacking him so hard? Um, well, I think Hillary Clinton said it best. And she said this, and this was challenged at the Al Smith dinner at about the 14-minute mark in that dinner. Um, when he was giving his speech and it was a roast, they were roasting each other. And Donald Trump's roast stung because it was the truth. What he reported that she had said was that she has one point of view that is for public consumption and another point of view, the real one that is in private. And this idea of having two different public views um, is a behavior of somebody who has, there's a real interesting spiritual connection here. And it's, and it's one that um, is in, in, inarguable. And each of us, in, I, I don't care what your walk of life is, you know someone that's like this, where they, they're two-faced. And they have one set of behaviors they like to show the world, and then another set of behaviors that is the truth of the matter and sort of a, a hidden public persona. And that's called a politician. Well, <laughs> that's, yeah. Well, in the, in, when you take it to its nth degree, it also um, it is also evidence of a, of a spiritual attack. And in this particular case, I mean, Hillary's case, it's, it's extreme. And um, the, the, I guess the, the point of bringing that up is that um, the public view is what is palatable to the people. And it is a sociopathic view as a sociopath to, to exact a completely opposite opinion behind the scenes. And this sociopathy is sort of a hallmark of what it is that, that Donald Trump is standing up and against. And this is why, because he's now threatening to expose this sociopathy because he's trying, he's doing that, that, um, uh, that the whole thing is going to end up coming crumbling down on them because there's no argument over the fact that Joe Biden, who sniffs kids' hair and uh, does other things which are completely inappropriate, also happens to be running for president of the United States and is getting a total pass by the same hounds of hell that are coming after the president's press secretary on a daily basis. And right here in this, in this constellation of facts that we just covered, is the basis behind what is really the the momentous or the propelling force behind the Q movement, which is to expose all of these things and to bring it to light. So if they're working to bring forward the, you know, it sounds like there's a correlation. They're trying to integrate the public and the private view um, so that there's only one view would you then classify, still be able to classify this as a movement, or is this a strategic, coordinated plan? Um, on on the part of Q or the Q movement? 
Yes. Um, I would say it's not an either or. I would say it's an and. It's a conjunctive and. That means they are together. And I would say that um, the... I think the strongest argument against the Q also happens to be its strongest argument in favor of the Q. And the strongest argument against the Q is that it's a military psyop. So you're getting played. And I think that's true. I think it is a military psyop. There's certainly military people involved. If you look at the fingerprints of the information of the data that's put out there of the absolute top secret nature of some of this material, uh, for example, that, that Hillary disappeared three villages in Haiti, um, that this is, this is stuff that the, the deep state, those that are, that are um, coming after the president and his press secretary on a daily basis, these people would rather never come to the light of day. Yet at the same time, um, is this military psyop that we see evidence of um, is this military psyop serving a good purpose and can it be used against us? And I think the answer is that is what the Q is revealing is that it has been used against us. It has been used against us for a very long time and we just haven't had the wit to see it. And that is why I find the Q movement so compelling because this matches up with my personal experience and it's the truth of the matter. The truth is not arguable. You can reduce anything, but when you get down to the grains of the truth that cannot be reduced further, now you've got a bedrock and that's where we're at. Can you share a little bit of that personal experience that brought you into following this? Um, it's a, it's a, it's a personal spiritual um, adventure, I have to say. I'll share a little bit. I, I don't like to talk about myself. I've done so on probably a half a dozen opportunities over 3,000 hours of show, 2,500 hours of show. Well, only what you're comfortable in. And if not, we can just go to the next question. Yeah, it's. I think it's rational to say, what made you interested in this? Is this something I can relate with as the average person? Um, look, I, I was confronted with a situation where I died and when I died and was brought back, I was told at the time that Donald Trump would be president. Now at the time that I had that experience, I was, I was not a good guy. I was not doing good things. I was doing bad things. And I'm, I'm very sorry about all that. And I was very much in the world, and I didn't much care about who, who was being impacted by my actions. And one of the things that happened as a consequence of that experience is I had to confront all of that, all of those injuries, each and every one. And it was so hard. But the, the thing that stuck with me was Donald Trump president. You need to understand, when I had that, Donald Trump wasn't running. And not only that, Donald Trump was the exact last person you would ever think would be president. So I told the the angel, <laughs> nonsense. This is not true. You just don't know what you're talking about. 
Wow. <laughs> and that was the hubris I had at the time. And, and on all of the things that, that in that encounter, I, I uh, understood the, the majesty of the, uh, of the moment. And I recognized my own insufficiency. Um, so I wasn't, I was, I was not totally just in your face, but when it came to this Donald Trump business, that upset me actually, because I knew who I, at least I thought I knew who Donald Trump was and I was not a fan, not at all. And so later when in the fullness of time, all that has happened happened, which is um, amazing. Um, and then Donald Trump was elected. Boy, did that ever sink true with me? But that wasn't enough. I mean, still at the time, I was still doing. I was I was in the right mind, but I was still in the same because I couldn't figure out how am I going to continue this lifestyle that I was in, which was, you know, a million miles a year flying and and going all over the planet and doing all <laughs> wreaking all sorts of ruin and. Um, how am I going to continue doing that and actually do what I promised I would do? And ultimately it got to the point where the answer was, I can't, I cannot do that in this. And I happened to be at that moment in a, um, when that moment occurred, uh, this was on uh, January. Oh, it was January of 2018. Um, and I was in Hong Kong and I was in a hotel and I was up in the executive suite and I was waiting around for my, my guests to, um, wake up and so we could go get the day done. And I was watching uh, something on YouTube and I, I saw a Tracy Beans report and Tracy Beans had interviewed one of the guys in the QAnon movement, a guy named a pamphlet. And, uh, and Pamphlet said a couple of things that I knew to be true that he didn't know, which was weird because when you see that kind of a thing, you go, your ears perk up, right? And so my ears perked up and I went back and I watched a little, because I wasn't really paying attention. I was eating my sausages and eggs, I guess. But um, I wouldn't, it made me go back and watch the whole thing. And then finally, you know, um, over the next couple of weeks, I realized that, that, um, this was not just a, ha a happenstance that this was part of what was told that I was going to have to do. And, and I'm not a public person at all. It's one of the reasons I'm completely happy never being seen in public. I did it one time. Um, and only because um, uh, some of the other personal stuff that was going on at the time. But aside from that, um, you know, stepping forward and, and, uh, being in the public view is not something I enjoy at all. And certainly public speaking was nothing I ever wanted to do. I mean, I just never wanted to do it. I hate talking. And now look at me. I mean, it's completely <laughs> different. I'm not, I'm not in that executive suite in Hong Kong anymore. And I'm not doing anything that I was doing before. It's a completely different world. And so, um, and now I work in service to God. And that's, that's pretty much what, that is all in my mind every hour of the day and that's talk about a completely different you know um experience from where you were and where you are and i'm so much happier now than i ever have been so not to say that the q movement is 
like that. It's not going to hit everybody this way. The experience I had was prior to the Q movement. So when the Q movement came along and, and I recognized the truth that it was speaking about and, and the implications of some of the people I was dealing with, some of them very directly and personally, um, I realized that I could not ignore nor look away from what I know to be so. And that is that God is watching every single action and we are going to be responsible for everything that we do. And I had better get my act together. And that is what's behind this. Wow. And, and, and it's, it's amazing with your, your experience with the God and with the angels and then seeing something and just pulling this truth out and coming to that moment of clarity that, that's thank you for sharing that first of all good dog that's that's an incredible story and it gives me a lot more perspective and one of the things that comes to my mind immediately is you know and how gifted you are at what you're doing on your good dog dot uh, usa.com where all your videos and you know multiple videos a week and the amount of research and evidence that you are able to pull out like you really have supernatural intervention. I, that's the only way I can say that this happens because it's incredible the depth that you can get to. And, and I encourage anyone who's listening to this and wants to go much deeper into this, of course, Jesse's site, Illuminate the Darkness, has a ton of great references, and I'm going to always send you there, but gooddog-usa.com for sure. Look them up on YouTube and places like that as well. Uh, this is where you're going to get real information. And by the way, people, turn off your TV now. Okay, turn it off. You've been lied to enough. It's manipulating you. It has been programming you. We are your news now. Yeah, I would, I would go one step further. I'd say it's time to join the news fight. Why are you sitting on the sideline? It's time to step forward as, you know, our founders created this nation with, um, with citizen participation being required by those who are citizens. And over time, that has become more and more true and more and more required to the point now where, hey, the revolution's at your door. You just have to go outside and smell the smoke. You know, if not now, when? And who's going to be left by the time you decide it's time for you to get involved? Well, you're absolutely right, good dog. And, you know, as, as mentioned to you earlier uh, in our conversation before you coming on, and I've been so thankful that you've come on with Jesse and I, uh, but you're one of the guys who really inspired myself to get in the fight. And uh, Jesse is coming alongside both of us. She was working with you first. She's working uh, she's helping me out as well now, and and we do encourage other people to get in the fight. And so, what what's a good way that people could start that? I know you've got a couple projects that you're uh, you're kind of handing out assignments a little bit. Uh, good dog, uh, can you tell a little bit about that and how people can get involved? Sure. Um, first of all. In all of our walks of life, we each of us have certain things we're good at. You might be a good mechanic. You might be a good attorney or a good doctor. You might be a good psychologist. You might be a good administrator. Each of these things 
um, are needed by your country. And your country needs you to step forward with whatever skill set you've got and offer that to your, your country. And this is the level that, of, of integration. And too often, we, we haven't had time um, by design for us to get involved by the existing system. So we, we get on this treadmill of constantly having to work harder and longer to get the same amount of work done. And so what we have to do instead, because you almost need to have a moment like I did where you realize that you're going to have to make a choice. And the choice is, am I going to continue to serve a country that intends to kill me? All I have to do is go outside and smell the smoke. Or um, am I going to step forward and start helping solve the problem be part of the solution? And the solution can be as mundane as, um, you know, investigating what's happening in your administrative role at the city government. It could be as mundane as examining uh, the degree of freedom within the medical community as it relates to paper uh, approval and peer review process. And it can be anything in between. And for those that are working in refuse or those that are working as, as garbage collectors on the other end, talking about um, what's happening in the recycling movement and what's happening within, you know, taking care of our environment, because we actually have a care for our environment and what is happening in this area. These, each of these key areas then, and every area in between is an area for investment of our time and resource. And if you're not giving time and resource to your state, then you're part of the problem. And, um, and I don't mean in service to a globalist super state, which is, what, which is what serving your state has come to mean too often in our locales, particularly because our municipal governments have been bribed uh, to accept, just as an example, streetlight cameras that uh, nobody ever paid for and the taxpayer never covered, yet they're installed in every municipality. How, why, why is that? And why, what did we do to stand up against that? So if you ask the question, what can we do against this stuff? What can we do to join the movement? It's time to start digging in and figure out how those got there. And you need to help be a part of the solution to this. Because it's going to take all of us working together. And, um, and you need to start connecting with those that have an interest in the truth and that aren't paid $200,000 a year and live in a Manhattan apartment um, basically to get your news cycle. Go to the people who are actually experiencing it and touching it with their, with their fingers or have experience having deployed it and, um, and are speaking out against it. The whistleblowers are who you really want to be paying attention to. So that's it. I mean, that's, that's the answer. Yeah, and I hear, I hear you kind of defining something here. Um, you know, from the leftist view, their idea of, of being a, a citizen or a patriot um, is that you get up, you turn on your news, you listen, you go, and then you go to work and do your job. And you come home and, you know, do what they've defined a good home looks like. Uh, but what you're describing is 
a lot more interactive. You know, it's really engaging with our communities and the people around us, um, getting involved, um, offering what we have to offer to our fellow citizens. Um, you know, the leftists kind of want to keep people in this passive engagement. And, you know, what I hear you saying is that you're really calling us to be actively engaged and proactive um, in what's going on in our country right now. We must be. We got in this trouble because we weren't doing that. Boy, you got that right. Uh, we really did get into this trouble because we were not paying attention and we were not asking the questions. Well, good dog. It's been such a pleasure having you on. Uh, I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I would love to have you back on and just to to take maybe one topic at a time and just to show the power of a good dig and to show people that there is real evidence behind that and why your show is so important uh, to us. I'm going to continuously plug your show, Good Dog, because I believe in what you're doing and I, I just hope that this show will supplement you. So that's it for today. Just a reminder, go to gooddog-usa.com, go to Illuminate the Darkness, and you can join the conversation on Facebook at Real Right on radio and just a reminder love your god love your family love your neighbor and make a difference in your community right on radio right on radio